Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today, I am bringing back yet another new co-host for you to listen to and to get to know. Uh, today, we've got a young lady who's got one heck of a story to tell, and I can't wait to dig in deeper on it. Uh, we care a lot about health and lifestyle balance on here, and we're going to dig into a lot of that today. Uh, so quick little skinny on her is uh, she's actually the editor to Ryan Stuman who's been on this show, a prior uh, past co-host, as well as other multiple successful and high-producing entrepreneurs. She was also editor at the Good Men Project, which I follow, and blogger for the Huffington Post, which I follow, and writing for The Might and Influensive, among other uh, publications. So she's the founder of Sick Biz, which we're going to get into this brand today. We'll be sharing the website on the video feed today. Uh, but basically, it's dedicated to helping entrepreneurs who are chronically ill and disabled. And there's something powerful about that because I think entrepreneurship opens up a wealth of opportunity for people who may be feeling like they're backed into the corner because they're chronically ill and disabled. But she's also the author of Killing Carl from 2012. It's a novel as told from the point of view of a serial killer's wife. And you can never go wrong by being kind from 2017, driving on kindness. So she's got a lot going on. So without further ado, Hillary Justrum, yes. welcome yes. to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'd, so happy. I'd have a little flair on that fancy last name. <laughs> it is really fancy. Yes. The German last name is always fancy. I like it. It's Justrum. So you can have a lot of, you can have some flair in there, different pronunciations. <laughs> so, but we were laughing our butts off before we fired the show up today because you're like, oh yeah, we do video. And I said, yeah, you know, I like to be different. <laughs> it's not just audio. Um, <laughs> and I love the fact that, and, and for our listeners, guys, this is how truthful this woman is. I love this because she was at first concerned, right? Like we first we had that knee-jerk reaction, like, oh, wait a minute. I thought I was just doing a traditional podcast. We're doing audio, which is normal. But obviously, I pumped this stuff out to YouTube, too. And real quick, for the video listeners, I'm going to share her nice and polished headshot <laughs> Look at that. You're all sexy and happy. And you're like, yeah, I have a great headshot. By the way, I'm, I'm still getting into the headshot thing myself. I'm still new to that. But and then obviously I'll stop sharing. And then obviously we're back to you. You're still the same person. You're rocking some glasses today. And you, you hinted that you did some of this before recently, right? Like you did like a little truthful video shoot. Um, I did. Let's dig into that right away. What was that all about? Well, earlier this year, I had challenged myself to do more Facebook Live videos. I'm yes. a big fan of, you know, taking that goal that you're afraid of and just doing it and thinking about how you feel about it later. Take those anxious emotions, put them aside for a minute, and then just do it. So I focused on the action. I did it. And I did it because I was fresh out of the shower. My hair was up in a bun, and I had, like, this really furry sweater on but i had no makeup on just like today no yeah. makeup ladies it's okay you're clean and natural i'm clean and natural and this is what entrepreneurship looks like it is not the fake facebook uh profile personas yes that is just what people want you to see they tell you exactly what they want you to see so keep that in mind so i hopped on a facebook live video and i chattered away for about 10 minutes about the the grueling truth of entrepreneurship is that sometimes if i have uh ryan is super funny so he's a really early riser 
Yeah, he, like, he and I talked about that because we're both CrossFitters. We love to work out. We're high energy. I beat my fiance up every morning. I'm like, not, not like literally, like I literally beat her out of bed faster. Sorry, the way I came out, that was so wrong. <laughs> we're not advocating that. We're not even joking about not it. Not at all. No, we're going to move on from that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you were saying. Yeah, so... Uh, I just recorded this Facebook live video because, you know, and I did it mainly for women. I wanted women to see that it is okay to wear those pajama pants. Now, one thing I do get dressed every day. So I don't wear something that I wouldn't actually go to the store in, for example, because that's a mindset thing. Yes. It frames you to be more professional. But if I'm feeling like crap, I'm all about comfort. I'm not meeting people. I'm all about comfort. It's okay to embrace that comfort. It's okay to show people what that looks like as long as you do the work. Mm-hmm. That's it. Do the work and have that same attitude that it's super important to meet your deadlines. It's super important to lead with service. So who gives a shit what you're wearing? Just do the freaking work. I, I do agree with that. It's interesting. There's, there's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot of best practice things. There's a... Uh... You know, I don't know, The Idiot's Guide to Entrepreneurship. I don't know if that's actually, it's probably a book, actually. Um, but <laughs> it's, it, I, I, if I remember far enough back, I remember when I used to have employees working for me in the corp space. And uh, we started embracing the whole work from home model, right? Like, okay, the biggest thing that I realized, even about myself, was and I'm a very driven person. But when I started working from home, I was not productive. <laughs> I was like, I mean, oh, this is great. Like, hey, I could throw a little laundry in. Um, I could do this. I could do that. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, I walk back to the computer, make sure I'm still logged in. So if anybody's monitoring the computer, like you're, you're trying to like cheat the system. Like, I can't believe I actually thought like this stuff. And I was like, whoa. So I had to do some self-development work and realize that, hey, yeah, it is cool to be able to roll out of bed, fire up the coffee pot, and then ease into the day. But yeah. would you do that in your traditional work day? No. So it took even myself a little bit of, I guess, lifestyle adaptation and maybe some self-development to figure out like, okay, in the beginning a few years ago, yeah, I always made sure I put on my dress jeans. I didn't, I'm not putting a freaking suit on the work at home, but <laughs> but you, you dress like you're ready to go to work. Um, whereas, I mean, admittedly today, dude, I'm rocking my Lululemon sweatpants. I've got my, uh, my brand new hoodie from SYR CrossFit, my friend's local CrossFit gym here, because this is four or five years later. It's... 20 freaking degrees outside i've been traveling and doing business meetings all week in this weather and i was like no man like i this is four or five years later like i'm in hustle mode i know how to get it done i've got my dual monitors rocking here my webcam with you right now like it's different so like for you now can you did you also go through that whole transformation maybe not obviously identical (laughs) but that lifestyle adaptation piece of like oh i might have to do some self-work to get ready for this A little bit, a little bit. And I think everybody does because first of all, you're kind of in that honeymoon phase of being an entrepreneur. Okay. Falling in love with sitting on your couch. Freedom. Freedom. And it's so great. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to wear pants. And you know what? I can't work on something not wearing pants. That is weird, isn't it? I've tried that one time. Couldn't do it. (laughs) Could not do it. I can't hand something back to somebody and say, I edited your book, but I wasn't wearing pants the whole time. Yeah. It's a, it's a personal boundary I don't like to cross so but you do you do get into that uh, honeymoon phase and then you need to figure out what works for you so for me I love lists because I'm a nerdy little writer so I love do you to like write. Evernote 
I do like Evernote. Yeah. Yep, we do a lot in that. We do a lot of Google Docs. Um, but even just pen and paper, there's a tactile feeling that makes me feel like I'm creating something and then checking that off. And I'm like, I'm so productive. I can't believe this is amazing. So it does feel to- good though. Let's be let's pause on that. I mean, there is a lot of professional coaches and, and mentors out there who do recommend lists. And like, I mean, I literally have lists on my dry erase board right next to me here. So I have like mini lists and checklists and some stuff is short term. And this thing probably gets wiped off like weekly. It's just, it's yeah. a thing. Like I say that I don't live by lists anymore, but then again, what's sitting right next to me? <laughs> well, and it's the sensation too. You're creating a sensation in a moment. So the smell of that dry erase marker, the sound as it squeaks on the board, you're really immersing yourself into that moment when mm. you make that list and you're holding yourself accountable. Ryan did share something earlier this week, and it was all about um, you can't divide your attention. Hmm. You can't focus on everything at once because nothing will get done. Your goals will not even be attended to. So you have to, uh, I do a little reward system for myself. So I chop up the day and I'll say, for example, and I learned this uh, from my son's counselor. My son has severe ADHD. Okay. And so his counselor did too. And it was fascinating to watch whoa, those whoa, two. Wait, talk. hold on a second. I got to pause. You've got <laughs> a son. Your son's got obviously severe ADHD. Yep. And then the counselor also, is that also severe or just regular yeah. ADHD? I don't yeah. even know the difference actually, but. Know. Is there such a, a diagnosis as regular ADHD? I was going to say, is, is there a leveling system that we're not aware of here? Like, <laughs> and by the way, where do I fall in? So. Right. <laughs> Because apparently we all have ADHD these days. I don't know. Well, we do. We have to, the way that everything is structured. So what? So these two sit down at the table, and my husband and I sit there. And so it's the four of us at the table, my husband and I, the son of the counselor. And my husband and I are intently, we're kind of like, uh, we call ourselves like relaxed type A. So we're not. Oh, I like that. Yeah, not quite as annoying and anally retentive as you might imagine. Okay, maybe I'm. I might be. Yeah, I might be over there. Uh, <laughs> if, be if you talk to my fiance, she may put me into that <laughs> annoying category most of the time. <laughs> it's a heart to heart, man. This is okay. This is all about. It's okay. I gotta let it go. That's right. Just let embrace it. <laughs> self love, self acceptance. Here we go. Uh, so we're sitting there. My husband and I, relaxed type A. And the two people with ADHD and my husband and I are deeply vested in this conversation. Yes. We want to, how can we help our son? You know, and then uh, in the room, there's a little tiny mini fridge and some type of buzzing begins to occur. And just like that, my son and the counselor right to the noise. And my husband and I are looking at each other like, what is happening? Now, hold on. Up until that point, did you know the counselor also had that condition? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and weren't so, you kind yeah. of expecting that? I I didn't expect to see it so uh like manifest thoroughly. so easily. Yeah, right. Wow. I was like, oh my God, do we just have no yeah. control? Just so let it happen. It's <laughs> like there are aliens among us. It was crazy. <laughs> so um but the tip is, and this is in Napoleon Hill's book. I love uh, Napoleon Hill. Yes. And I think it's either think and grow rich or how to make friends and influence people. Um, It is to use the reward system. So you reward yourself with small bits of focus. You have to start somewhere. That's think and grow rich. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So you know what I'm talking about. So I might say, uh, I'm going to work on this blog. All right, Hillary, I'm going to make a deal with you. Okay. Cause I talked to myself like a Looney Tunes, whatever, <laughs> don't we all or not, whatever. But, uh, a little self-talk is works, you know, as long as it's <laughs> not all the time. Just call it self-talk. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's positive. It's self-talk, right? Everybody's doing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I would say like, I'm going to upload this blog post, for example, I know it's going to take me 20 minutes. And after that, uh, I'm going to go get my snack or um, I'm going to play on Instagram or whatever, but I make a deal with myself. You can't do this until you do that. And you can literally like inch along through your day giving yourself rewards. And this is what you do with children who have a hard time, like traditionally learning with homework. Um, so they're not sitting at the table for five hours after school. You reward them after so much progress is made. And so it just becomes less drudgery. But this also allows you to stop fragmenting. We're so fragmented. Hmm. I mean, everything going at once, the phone and all the social media and emails pinging in. And now, you know, and I just got a new Mac laptop. Uh -oh. uh, that's a, that's a new learning curve. You got all new kinds of toys to play with there. Watch out. I, it is so fun. It's crazy. I'm like, why was I ever on this Fisher Price freaking laptop before? This is ridiculous. I can't do it. I'm still rocking my Windows machine. I, Oh, I mean, dude. now my client has a, my own, I have my own dedicated uh, MacBook Air when I go to her office. So her nice. whole, her whole office is all Mac'd out and Appled out. So I was like, you know, that's fine. I got my iPhone. I have my iPads. I believe it's important to live in both worlds. So, and don't go, don't worry. My Windows machine, it's, it's, it converts to a tablet. It's touchscreen. I got my toys. Don't worry. I basically don't spent the it. same amount as a MacBook Pro, but on a Windows machine. <laughs> See, I am on the computer literally 16 hours a day. Dear so, Lord, woman. I know. So I burn though. I burn through laptops. I burn through them like I, like butter in a hot pan. Like I just churn right the hell through them. And I had to go to Best Buy. They'd be like, "Oh, hello, Hillary. How are you? Would you like your favorite tea today?" While yes. You pick oh, we have your VIP chair sitting right here. <laughs> would you like to get a massage while you wait <laughs> yes you're handsy i'll take leonard he's not so handsy so uh yes that is uh back to the reward system now so that i mean we just have to get real with ourselves about what are my obstacles so many times we say oh i'm fine i can do it or whatever but what are you doing hmm. do you stop for a moment and pause in the day and really examine your productivity what are you doing? You know, I have a very simple way to manage your social media. It's super easy, super simple. And it is amazing. Everybody thinks, well, I need to post three and four times a day. You need to post one time a day. At least once is good, you know, and, and you can do it one. manually or you can program it. You know, yeah, you can schedule absolutely. it. Absolutely. And it needs to be original. And then while you're on there, you need to connect with more people and you need to reply to probably like three other people. That's yeah. it. You know how fast that is versus people who sit around and go, I don't have time to make a, a month-long calendar. No. You have to chop these things up into bits. Well, now you see, and I live in what you just said and what you – I'm kind of living on both sides of that equation. Like, for one, like I'm a, I'm a strategist. So, like, I obviously do talk about calendars and trying to get people to that point. And, mm -hmm. but admittedly, even my, my own feeds, I don't have them overly scheduled out. Like, don't get them so tight. 
that it stresses you out, right? Like you got to have yeah. some freedom. Um, like my schedule was a little off last month because I took two weeks to go to South Africa. So it's like, okay, well that was throwing some stuff off. I tried to schedule stuff here and there. And then I got a little stressed because like the podcast didn't launch when it was supposed to. And a couple of my episodes were out. And then I was like, I was like, what, what the hell am I? What do I care? Like, dude, I'm in freaking South Africa. Like, live in the moment. Like, let it go. So we're all guilty of it. It's we're excited. Yeah. We're excited to grow our brand. We're excited to grow our business and our life, you know, online because there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. But to your point, don't get so crazy about it. Like, just especially if you're new, like ease into it, man. Oh. <laughs> if you're hey. living because, oh my God, according to my iPhone calendar, I gotta get my Instagram post up right now. <laughs> I have three new followers. Oh my God. This, I got to say hi. Yeah. Right. And it's not about that instant gratification. It has to be about the long game. Yes. It has to be about making those consistent decisions. And when you schedule things that are too close together, also, I think you lose the authenticity. You yes. start to sound canned. This is the age of personal brand. People want to connect with a face. People mm -hmm. want to see who you are. They want to hear your voice. Well, that's the other so, thing. It's like, I mean, nowadays that Instagram supports video and obviously Facebook. And now mm -hmm. they have like the real time stuff. Like you add it to your story. And so I study all that. And I'm like, listen, you know what? If, if, if it makes sense, I'm putting it up. And yeah. I've, I've gone through all different kinds of cycles on Instagram where I'm like, okay, well, the new thing I was about to try was, well, I'll do one post a day. So there's a seven day cycle. And... Uh, maybe I'll have a theme for each day. And I still haven't fully relaunched that new concept where I'd have a standard hashtag, like it's Motivation Monday. I, I did that like two years ago. I had a Motivation Monday all the time. And then I, I, I'm always, you gotta be flexible. You gotta try, try new things because it yeah. is getting harder to gain new followers or the algorithms change. And let's be real, I'm a marketing professional. A lot of this shit is trial and error, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> Everybody who yeah. says that they're a guru, all right, come on, man. The only reason why you say you're a guru is because you may have tried a few more things than maybe we did or vice versa. So right. be careful with that too. And be like, oh man, I'm your marketing guru. I'm like, okay, the only reason why you're a marketing guru like me is because I sit there and I try all this stuff and I test it all. Whereas you're busy running your business. So that's why people work with people like me. Like it's okay. Well, I need somebody to help me with that because I don't have time to sit there and play with all that stuff. Whereas I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also your customers tell you what they want. Right. So you consistently have to test. And if you just tune into that and just say, well, what do my customers want? I'm going to go into my consumer insights and then I'm going to learn exactly what they want. Yeah. So I majored in advertising nice. and marketing. That was like a huge crux piece for me. And marketing then I and psychology on this end. So. <gasps> Oh my God, we could talk for hours. Oh I'm God. Fascinated. I'm fascinated. Why do people do things that they do? That's why I wrote that book about a I, And I joke around. I said this the other night on a podcast. I was like, uh, you know, I don't remember anything from the marketing side of the schooling, but I use the psychology all the time. I love it. I love it. It's so true. It it come it just goes right back to the roots of the motivations of what people do. And when we can figure that out and then we can craft our voice around it and make sure that we're leading with that service, you're golden. Yeah. You're absolutely golden. You'll close every single deal every time. Well, especially if you and I know this this actually will segue us great into your site actually, because your branding is so clean and simple, it's sick biz. Like as soon as I think about it, I'm like, okay, if I'm just off the cuff way my brain works, I see sick biz. I'm like, okay, well either A, 
she's targeting companies who help people with improving their health, or B, she's targeting maybe entrepreneurs who are impacting in some way or relating in some way to illness and sickness, et cetera. And we already mm -hmm. kind of hinted at the beginning area, like obviously you love to work with people who have chronic illness and everything else. So yep. your business is, your branding is pretty simple. It's nice. It's easy. Um, like but, <laughs> and the piece that most people fail at in entrepreneurship, or since we're geeking out about marketing is they never take the time to really hone the brand, their focal point, uh, where they're going with it. So it's like their posts going back to what you were talking about, social media are all over the freaking place. Cause it's like, there's no theme at all. <laughs> there has to be an objective to yeah. what you're delivering. But I will say, I have to shout out to Robert Wiseman right now. He's my producer. He's Ryan Steumann's producer as well. Oh. And he and his company donated the branding nice. for Biz. They did the logo. They did the website. What's his they, site? Uh, I have to get that for What's you. What's his name again? Robert Wiseman. W-I-E-S-M-A-N. I'll just Google he, him while you're yeah. talking here. Yes, yeah, seriously, he's killer. He and he is the funniest mofo you have ever talked to. <laughs> like, Again, I don't funny. edit it, so if you have to, I mean, you don't have to force it. But if, if things start flying out, it's okay. Um, this is not. <laughs> I, I don't have children, so I don't have to worry about filtering profanity. Um, this is a. I have children, th and they love my profanity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he actually has. It's his name. Yes, Wait. and he has a team of people. Yeah, yeah. So does he work with Grant Cardone? Uh, possibly very possibly okay yep. mm -hmm. yeah, yeah w-i-e-s-m-a-m yep okay. he is tight as a tiger i oh, am telling wow. you what but this is wow he is tight it's so important that when it's your brand and i don't care who it is i had trevor crane trevor crane's a friend of mine we've done some work together okay. and he looked at my site before robert got his hands on it and he goes i don't know what the fuck you do <laughs> Well, thank you so much. You have a good day. And that <laughs> I love it. I was offering a multitude of packages and was not specializing in my copywriting and book editing at that time. Okay. So I was doing some graphic design, I was doing some strategizing and things of that nature, but it really wasn't where what I wanted to do. You first of all have to do what you want to do. Hmm. Second of all, get perspective from somebody. Third of all, don't get offended when they say, I don't know what you do. That is very valuable information. That's actually great because it's like, to pause on that, that's probably some of the most valuable feedback you could ever hear. Like when yes. I when I had an old uh, business card design and I'm, I actually for a while became anti-business card because mm -hmm. so many clients and so many industries I've worked with um, are like, oh, they shove the business card in your face. And I'm like, dude, stop <laughs> it. I didn't ask for it, okay? I don't want your business card. I'm just gonna throw it out. And they, and they don't understand that. And then people are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on fucking business cards every year. And it's like, dude, like get away from the traditional business card anyway. Like make sure it's something fun. Like on the yeah. back, on the back of my business card, I literally put the podcast on there. Cause I, I made sure I put the Stitcher logo and the iTunes logo on there because it was like, oh yeah, Scott's got a podcast. Like, so it's really more of like an advertising card per se versus, oh, by the way, you know, make sure you look for this. And whenever people are like, oh, I want to follow your podcast. I'm like, okay, well, did you want this? And they said, yeah. I always ask, do you want this? I don't shove it down their throat. Um, but it just gets me off on that tangent. It gets me all fired up. Uh, because again, people are like, oh, well, I don't, I don't know what you do. But my old business card was like that. I'm like, okay, point taken. Redesign. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good question to ask yourself. If I'm picking this up, ask your wife, ask your friend, ask somebody whose opinion you trust, 
even even and i know we you know if people do this to me all the time can you just read this real quick what do you think about this what's your opinion you know what that's okay to ask somebody who's an expert in the field as long as you don't abuse that hmm. you can say hey would you take a look at this for five minutes and tell me do you understand what i do yeah and use that insight to help you steer your brand i agree with that mm-hmm. by the way uh is robert big in the auto industry yeah, you know what? He he did have... Uh, I Google that guy. I'm on Google Images. Like, everything's coming up relating to the auto industry, which would explain his connection to Grant Cardone, too. Um, How about his wrestling on there? Because he is a huge, huge wrestling fan. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of wrestling? Like, like real wrestling or, like, the crazy WWE stuff that everybody's... Alligator, huh? you know, uh, Python. No, I'm kidding. I don't... I don't yeah, again, I... <laughs> It's it's mind numbing to me, so I just don't watch it. <laughs> I heard it was fake, but then I was oh, like, "Hey, hey, hey, we could have listeners that might get very fired up about that." Actually, go ahead, keep going. No, <laughs> I I have no idea. It's 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 an act. I mean, a lot of it is it's 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 entertainment. That's what it is. So and, yeah, and we want to believe that it's real, and so we will. Yeah, we absolutely will. Just like I want to believe that Naked and Afraid is real. And I want to, you know, get in that forest with them and fight that anaconda, you know, and I don't want to think about the crew members 15 feet away dining on their rice checks. You know, I just like, I want to believe it. So yeah. let's believe it. There's no harm in that. Yeah. Hold on real quick. Cause for some reason his site wasn't loading. I hope he doesn't have a problem with it, but, uh, is this the gentleman right here? Yes. Yeah. Woo! Robert, shout out. Personal branding architect, podcaster, and blogger. I'm going to connect with him. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. He's amazing. Hey, this is fun. Here's a little lesson. How do you, how do you, how do you connect to people on LinkedIn? We're going to do it live right now for our video watchers. So she is going to educate you listeners right now on how to properly connect with people on LinkedIn. Okay, well, we're going to fly by the seat of our pants because yeah. I usually just send the freaking invitation. Oh, good. I, then I, you and I can have a discussion on this because there's a right and a wrong way. <laughs> I know. I'm so ballsy, too. I'll be like, hey, editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur, I want to connect with you, and I will directly friend request them. And then, the, and most of the time, they take my request. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh. I'm, I'm literally – so here's the thing. I've been on I've been on LinkedIn since it was founded, so been on a long time, and yeah. in the past year they finally gave you the ability that when you do reach out to connect with somebody, it asks you, oh, do you want to customize the invitation? Always customize the invitation. Don't be a robot and just let it send the notification through. So take advantage of that that little you know connection piece. So like yeah, I'm just I'm basically saying Hillary says hi. We are recording on my podcast live right now. <laughs> so. Um, Oh Boom. God, so I've never done it that way before. I've literally never reached out and tried to grow my network live on the podcast before. So that was something Woo! new and fun because you just keep screaming Robert's name and I think it's hilarious. So <laughs> I love you, Robert, man. But anyway, man. so clearly, I mean, since I already have the live feed sharing your screen, boom, sickbiz with a Z.com. All right, yes. we're geeking out about him, like really kicking ass and taking names for you. Oh, look at that! One of your sliders just brought up Robert Stu, or, you know, Robert Stuman anyway. So wait, Ryan, big connection, right? Robert, big connection. You yes. and Sickbiz. Yes. Why are you working with all these guys, and where does Sickbiz come from? All right, so here is my elevator version of the story. All right. Okay? I had my dream job. 
I'm using the air quotes there. Uh, my dream job, I had I had gone to college and I actually didn't graduate college because my student loans got too high. So I only went to my senior year. Hmm. And then I got my dream job working for Home Furniture who had, they have like 20 some odd stores between three brands. And so I was doing their social media and all their copywriting and product and stuff Without like that. Without a degree. Without a degree. Hmm. Because I have always been writing in some capacity. My first book I wrote, I was four years old. It was about a potato chip getting married. So... <laughs> This is why I am not a writer, because just hearing that right now, I'm like, yep, I would not have come up with that title. <laughs> so um, Dream Job was fantastic, but then I got sick. I got sick with a disease called transverse myelitis, which is the redheaded stepchild to multiple sclerosis. Uh, I know they- multiple MS. Uh, my cousin passed away of ALS. So um, oh, God, all, all these things are neurological. So Yep all autoimmune related to some way, shape or form. And a trigger is uh, flipped. It's ideological, so they are idiopathic rather, so they don't know what caused it. So they think maybe one year I had a flu. Um, I think it was even the H1N1 and I was sick. I missed two weeks of work. I was a consultant at Best Buy Corporate at that time. Hmm. I missed two weeks of work. Everybody had it and they think it just bottomed out my immune system. So the next year, I believe it was the next year. Then I'm starting at this company and I started getting uh, tingling sensations in my feet. Everything uh, escalated till one day I got out of the shower and I thought my skin was still wet, but it was the nerve sensations that were just shortcutting in my body. I couldn't stand up. I had to call my husband from the bathroom. So we went to the doctor that day this progressively got worse over uh seven months i had um we'll call it vertigo but it comes from losing sensation in your feet so you don't know you're standing but your brain also doesn't know that you're standing so your feet can't feel the floor very well but your brain also doesn't know how to interpret that so there's two components that are at work so it can be like i'm kind of uh, i always feel like i've had two glasses of wine Hmm. (laughs) there's there's a degree of some sort of percentage of dizziness every single day uh i walk like a drunk person and so i got a shirt made that says oh, like uh, all the time still yes oh. i usually do. yep huh. because what happened is a lesion formed in my thoracic spine and that lesion is the myelin sheathing that comes off which you've heard of the ms patients who have that myelin sheathing in their brains and yes. in their spines so that interrupts forever amen uh, even when it heals and new sheathing forms, that's now scar tissue. So it's never as good. It's like, it's like wrapping electrical tape down your frayed 30 pin, you know, iPad outlet plug-in thing. <laughs> I have one of those. Wow. So, <laughs> I, have the, <clears throat> I have the oldest iPad in the world, but, um, so it's like doing that. And so what happens is all day long, the brain is trying to process these broken Uh, circuitry signals and it exhausts you it makes you very tired it makes you walk funny it makes you more dizzy it makes various parts of your body burn sometimes I have a little trouble breathing because of where it's located Uh, the fatigue is groundbreaking the fatigue is like uh, I would describe it like I wish I was laying down and I'm laying down so it's (laughs) it's uh it's terrible I get eyeball how long has this been going on 2014. So wow. It, so it, you're going on four years. 
I am. Wow. It took uh, it took five months to diagnose, and really, uh, so like, yeah. oh, no, let me guess, you're going to all kinds of doctors and gurus, and nobody can figure out what the hell's going on. Classic. I'm on my third neurologist, and they throw me in the tube. They throw me in an MRI tube about every six to eight months. Uh, anytime I have something new come up, they throw me in the tube, and they and they do six scans each time I'm in there. Um, and so it's just, and, and I recently, as in last week, went to the neurologist and he said, nope, there's no new damage. So this is great. Um, he's convinced I have MS, but what, what was the name of the condition again? It was it's called transverse yeah. myelitis, M Y E L I T I S. Yep. So 1400. Just researching it while I'm, t- I'm listening to you because if, uh, because yeah. I, I have somebody I'm going to mention to you, but I want to finish the story. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fourteen hundred Americans are diagnosed each year. Okay. And uh, it is a rare disorder that has zero funding dollars behind it. We don't know enough about it. Usually, um, the rare ones do. Yeah, absolutely. So it's very frustrating because you kind of get lumped into the MS group, but at the same time, uh, you don't get access to some of the MS drugs that can maybe help because uh, transverse myelitis is thought to be a one-time disorder. And the chronic uh, symptoms that arise from it are due to uh, the appearance of that lesion and then the subsequent healing of that lesion. So forever and ever, amen, I will walk like a drunkard. And I, you know, and I will be susceptible to heat and- uh, Well, they're saying right now they think that's gonna happen forever, but- no, nobody no, can are... nobody can say that there te- technically isn't a cure. Well, that's true, and we keep watching. I mean, I keep watching for that very, very seriously. Obviously, uh, there are some things I'm not going to do in the name of a cure. However, and I mean, right now I'm managing it with rest, uh, some type of level of predictability in my schedule and diet. I just cut out gluten again. Now I've been gluten-free for like two more, two months, I think. And uh, I cut out coffee too, because coffee is a stimulant. And it, it, seriously, I don't know how else to explain it. It feels like you've been plugged in. I wish somebody would- Well, if your nervous system is that exposed, so to speak, again, mm-hmm. without being a doctor, I'm, I'm a huge, I, just, I, I geek out on this stuff. Um, it just sounds like obviously if you're, yeah, I mean, in right now your current state Mm-hmm. It would make sense to remove stimulants because you're so overly stimulated, I guess, if that's a way to put it. And then mm-hmm. if you can eventually find a way to cure, heal other components in your process, then maybe you consider reintroducing a product like coffee or something. Because it is really a natural occurring plant on the planet. It's not like we manufactured it um, right. to see if that's still going to be a problem down the road. But right now, clearly, where you're at, if that's causing discomfort you definitely don't want to be using it so yeah and low sugar so anything that's anti oh huge move huge move everybody yeah. cut the freaking sugar okay oh amen. it's so amen it's so damaging it's so damaging it's just like it's like a little pac-man inside you just eating you up i uh I, I follow well i support a fellow a fellow huge podcaster from la shout out to Vinny tortorich of the fitness confidential if you want oh. to get connected with him uh i've had him on the show at least three times already He's gone viral. Uh, he's, his show's been up for like almost six years. Uh, he's now a guest co-host on Adam Carolla's famous podcast show because of his, he's basically the trainer to the stars out in LA. Damn. He's been doing fitness a long time, but he's like studied coursework at like the doctoral level, you know, to be a fitness teacher uh, when he was younger. And so he, he knows more than your traditional trainer. I guess you say that. 
So he's constantly bringing on doctors and uh, and people that know him way more than you and I. So I'm, I'm, I'm a regular listener to his show. I crush his episodes every single week. I've been doing it for years. I bring him on the show once in a while. But he created and trademarked NSNG, which is no sugar, no grains. And he pushes that consistent messaging everywhere. That's If you hear of Vinny Toitorich, he is Mr. NSNG because he's literally surviving cancer because of that lifestyle practice. Okay, so first of all, amazing. And yes, I obviously want to meet him. Second, um, I'm writing a cookbook this year for chronically ill people. I got somebody else for you to connect with then. That's awesome because we need some names in this book. We have 20 contributors so far of um, people who are afflicted with chronic illness, but we're trying to line up with some bigger names to help us get behind this. And I will tell you, Scott, did you know in 2015, the CDC said that half of Americans have a chronic illness. This cookbook is so overdue. We've got wheelchair hacks. We've got in the kitchen, we've got time-saving hacks. We've got energy-saving hacks. We've I got, got somebody to model off of then. She's a good friend of mine. Just aired her. Uh, I, you know how we started this podcast? I was joking around about my friend who was just on the podcast. Yes. Her name is Anna Vocino. When oh, you awesome. When you listen to my show, she is the voiceover professional who did the intro and outro. She is the co-founder of Vinny Toitorich's Fitness Confidential Podcast. She's a regular co-host every week on there. And she published last year the NSNG supporting cookbook called Eat Happy Cookbook because she's a woman living with celiac. Oh, my God. I can't wait to meet her. So I got I got some peeps for you to get hooked up with. You got peeps in your pocket today, Scott. It's the power of podcasting. I was like, dude, just my podcasting network alone now in the past year is awesome because I love it because I, I joke around with people now. I'm like, it's been over a year. I've got 140 shows, uh, well, about to launch 140 shows. And it's like, okay, well, I, just that circle of influence right there from the co-hosts I brought on, I have no problem connecting people with people now. And I'm a huge networker anyway, but directly with what you're talking about, I mean, she can give you the best practices that she went through. She's, I don't know if she self-published a cookbook, but she's going to be releasing a second edition of it this spring. Um, but I highly recommend her book because every single recipe she has hand cooked herself and tested on herself. And I'd say 95% of the book is sugar grain free, except obviously if you go to the, the, uh, dessert section, there's going right. to be some sugar components because she's like, you can't unfortunately launch a cookbook without a, a, some kind of uh, dessert section. And trust me, she's like, these are going to be the healthiest desserts I've ever tried to figure out. <laughs> God, having a dessert would be amazing. Right. Oh, I can't even imagine. But her celiac is severe. So she's been gluten-free forever, and she can't risk it. And she talks about how like, you go to a restaurant, and even though you say you want the gluten-free recipe, unless that kitchen's been certified in gluten-free cooking and they have a section in the kitchen – you know, flour gets airborne and, and and stuff. She's that sensitive. Like she can feel it when she eats food that's been made near or around other stuff that's using flours and grains and stuff like that. That's amazing. I would love to connect with her. Oh, and, yeah. and Vinny, I think, uh, and I'm not sure if a book out out there exists right now, but I'm thinking of some type of a fitness book for chronically ill people as well. He's, and I don't, yeah, he, he knows, he knows his fitness. So he's all, he's, I mean, he, he, like literally he, he's called, uh, the angriest trainer. That was his old branding because <laughs> he just says it how it is, man. Like he grew up in Louisiana, 
went to LA years ago after his schooling and then became a trainer, you know, to all the stars and the famous people because nobody could figure out how he can make everybody look so good for the movies. And it's like, uh, cut the sugars and grains. <laughs> cut the sugars and grains and cut the shit too. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got to get it. You know, you got to seriously get honest with yourself. Oh yeah. Say, yeah. We, you know, we, he and I both, uh, do shots of, uh, olive oil that, and Anna, like so we, we all, and actually I support it on my website too, but, uh, there's a company from Italy that we order our olive oil from called Villa Capelli. And mm-hmm. it's these two gay guys. They're awesome. And I'm actually planning on trying to get my uh, honeymoon on at to their villa in Italy because uh, Paul and Steven are awesome, but they only will produce and bottle olive oil that's grown on their villa. And like, so his show has been selling out their olive oil for years because they've been a sponsor of his show for like five years. And but anyway, long story short, he's like, Anna used to tell him, hey, take a shot of olive oil to get your throat ready for podcasting when they were just starting the show off. But you can't beat the the healthy, pure fats, right? So it's a it's a healthy source of fats in your diet because it's technically a fruit-derived fat because olives are actually a fruit, not a vegetable, just like avocados. Avocados are actually a fruit, not a vegetable, but they're both amazing sources of fat. Fat is a much better and a more effective energy in your body than anything sugar-based. Um, mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, like, firefighting guy in my, my past, uh, like, okay, picture logs and picture kittling to get the fire going. Uh, sugar is your kittling that's just going to burn out quickly, but the logs are the long burning, consistent energy, which is fat. So Absolutely. that's my quick rant on that. <laughs> no, that's good. No, you know your stuff. It's really important. And um, I will think about taking that shot of olive oil. Oh, I did, it, I did it this morning. So did you? I literally pull the bottle out because I, I buy the three liter tins. I order them uh, right from Italy, but actually they their distributor is actually apparently 30 minutes from my house. So now I get my, I didn't realize like, why is your olive oil getting here so fast from Italy? And, <laughs> and I had, I had them on the podcast and they're like, Oh, well, where are you? And I said, you know, hour North of Philly. He's like, Oh, our distributor is in Pennsylvania. I was like, Oh, well that would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is just the serendipitous meeting yeah. of what is supposed to happen. You never know. Like that. But uh, I will say, uh, actually here real quick and I'll, and I'll, sh- you can search for all these people on the website too, because I have a search feature on there. If you want to go back and learn more about Anna, but it's her name, Anna Vocino. She's the author of Eat Happy Cookbook. Um, nice. Her cookbook is linked on there too. It's on Amazon. Uh, like I said, she's the co-host on uh, the Fitness Confidential. But for your benefit, a viral podcast from my show that had almost more downloads than anybody else is the famous Dr. Jack Cruz. He is a world famous neurosurgeon and optimal health educator. So if there's anybody that you want to dig into or get connected with, reach out to that guy. Dang. He, he is, he purposely, part of his story, you go back and listen to his episode 51, I think it is. Um, blow your mind. The guy's like too smart. So his podcast is kind of overwhelming. <laughs> but if you geek out on health knowledge, uh, listen to his episode because we talk about the health of uh, a magnesium, you know, in your diet for, for cellular integrity. We talk about... Um, how he purposely moved to Louisiana because at that point in the latitude, longitude, whatever on the planet, uh, the amount of healthy daylight exposure for cellular health um, is basically equal to being on top of a 14er in Colorado. So he's like, that's why he moved there because the average person is not getting outside enough. Uh, A lot of these chronic illnesses and everything else, he's like, you're not getting enough daylight. And this is way beyond vitamin D. He's like, dude, he's like literally, um, Oh, I'm blanking on it. What helps you sleep? 
melatonin. Thank you. Your strongest production of melatonin comes from behind the eye. Never knew that. He taught me that. So he's like, if you're not, he's like, for example, I now no longer wear sunglasses because of him. What? Yep. And it took me a few months because like the glare, but I literally drive because I drive. I did 41,000 miles last year for business travel, for meetings and everything else all all over the Northeast here. And I probably did about the same this year. And uh, I, this year, all this year, I have four pairs of nice sunglasses. They've sat in the glove box. I have not worn them. The only time I've ever had to swing the visor down is if it's like a sunset, you know, and it's got that crazy glare. I'm like, okay, I will drop. I did this last night. I dropped the, the, the visor, so I'm looking just below the seam. And But I will not wear the sunglasses because he says, Scott, he's like, you're blocking all the healthy UV. And then when I'm doing podcasts at night, I got these. <laughs> Do you well, know what these are? Yeah. I've seen those, but I have such terrible eyes. So these are my, cause I'm also old. So I'm 45 and these are my, I'm um, 40. Yeah. Well, I still win. Yeah. So okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> I just turned 40. So yeah. Oh, well, happy birthday. It was like September, you know? Okay. Well, I it's been a busy year. Turn 40, got engaged <laughs> in August, turned 40 in September. You know, now all of a sudden I'm talking with you. Like this is a big year. I mean, this, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm right at the top of that list, aren't I? You better be. I'm loving this. I love what you're standing for and and the truth that you're sharing and the story you're sharing. This is powerful. I hope it is. And we were made, the funny thing is we connected through Ryan, I think. Yep. Which is, we mostly talked about sales and marketing and and, and like business stuff. And then all of a sudden we connected to you and like you're, you got all this amazing, you know, health, healthy lifestyle knowledge to share and your story is powerful. I'm trying, you know, it's, um, I have a book coming out next year. It's called six success. It's the entrepreneur's prescriptions to turning pain into per into purpose and profit. Do you have that on your website yet? Like a teaser? Not, not yet. No, but I should get that teaser up there. I just had the cover done. Do you have the, uh, other, the past books on your website? I don't. Robert told me not to put them on there. Why? <laughs> That's your product. We'll put them on the, we'll, we'll, we were focusing well, on. Well, hold on. You have a resources section. You don't have to put them right in the forefront. But I had, when I was doing it, I had it like in your face, like right. killing Carl was enormous and okay. then like couldn't go anywhere, but it wasn't, it wasn't working. But so I, I wouldn't take it off the site. I mean, again, for keyword recognition too, if those are your products and your, I mean, where are they, where are they listed? Just in Amazon? Just an Amazon. Yeah, I see. All right, I'm going to go ahead and agree to disagree with this gentleman. I know he's amazing, but your site, like, for example, do you own your name.com? Yes. Is it redirected to oh, sickbiz? Myname.com? Yeah. No, I do not. Do okay. I need to do that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it was so my So if you go to scottmulvaney.com, I just have okay. it point and redirect to livethefuel.com. Because eventually, as you grow your brands, you may reach a, a certain level of echelon where maybe your name needs to branch out and come yeah. separate, right? So at least control that. I call it control your real estate. Like always own your name or some variation of your name because if and when that happens, like, hey, you're an author, you have books. Maybe you decide you don't want them on sick biz, but they're your books. Well, then at least have a landing page with your books on it. So I say, hey, guys, if you ever want to find my books, just go to you know hillary.com and they're linked there and they go to Amazon. So it's like, so, so again, I'm just getting you to think outside the box. So no, I will, I will, because I think it's important. Because but, I'm know. getting more into public speaking, right? 
So eventually yes. my public speaking talks about things that aren't always live the fuel related. But right now I have that integrated into my site as a, as a section of the site. But then as the public speaking grows and if I get bigger and I eventually I have goals to author a book as well, then sure. maybe I want to split that off. And because I already own scottmulvaney.com, I'll just build my brand. Here's the thing. We're going to geek out on this right now because you're, you're, you're advertising and marketing. We have two choices in life. You're talking about sick entrepreneurship. We're going to help the people listening to this, your, your followers when you share this, right? So yeah. we have two paths. You build a brand and then your name rises with it. Or if you already have enough recognition, you build your name, which is your brand, and then mm-hmm. other brands can follow along with it. So there's really two hierarchies. I I've literally have cut it down to that simplicity. Maybe that's too simple for some marketers. But I'm like, okay, you either build a brand or you build your name as a brand. What do you got? And if you don't have enough keyword recognition out there, you're not speaking, um, you're not as publicized yet on all these podcasts, yada, 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 then great. Let your brand lead, right? Let sick biz lead. Hillary comes with it. And then when it makes sense, boom, you have two platforms and they can still talk to each other. If that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. Okay. And, I, and I think you've just, you've simplified it very well. You're either going to follow Thank this you. path or you're going to, well, you know what? You, you're killing it. Let's, you know, it's, I'm it's, just feeding off your energy. I, I'm never not like this. Can you even <laughs> imagine? My poor husband, but he's like a, he's like a ping pong ball too. Well, so, my, my, my poor fiance, like imagine trying to live with this. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Can I sedate? I have, I have literally my long-term friends are like, you finally manned up and got engaged. I was like, yeah. They're like, I can't believe she's still with you. <laughs> I was like, thanks, bro. I feel the love. He's like, well, you know, he's like, you've always been a crazy SOB. I was like, all right, well, she's not perfect either, so maybe we're meant for each other. I, yeah, there we go. Love is a choice, man. Every single freaking day, love is a choice. Oh, it so yeah. is. It so is. is. That is the most empowering thing I learned about it. That's why I wrote about it. Seriously. Well, I mean, Love clearly, because I mean, let's be real. Let's dig a little deeper into you. I mean, all these conditions and things have happened in the past four years. How long have you and your husband been together? So we just got married last year, but wow. we, coming July, it will be nine years that we've been together. Now I have been See, that's how I wanted to do it. I didn't want to yeah. get engaged. Like I just wanted to live together and have like happiness. Okay. No, because you Damn would it. get strangled in your sleep. Because he did the same thing. He was like, what's wrong with this? What's And I'm like, I will not speak to you in this moment unless you have a ring in your hand. And then and then I had to back off. I had to back off and let him, like, you know, come to me because you can't force anybody. Yeah, to, yeah. That's just not fair. So I waited, and he was ready, and it was uh, it was great. I was married twice before. I like oh. to call my starter homes. And uh, <laughs> I like that, my starter homes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It, it was the warm-up round. You know, it was a warm up. Right, yeah. exactly. gotta you got to put in the reps before you're ready for the big comp- competition, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? It's a really great feeling now to be with somebody that I'm totally secure with and somebody that I'm totally comfortable with. Now, granted, we get a little too comfortable sometimes and it's like, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, should we should we change out of these sweatpants today? Let's give it a shot. Let's go for it. You oh, know? she loves her sweatpants. I mean, I she she's a she's a horse doctor, so she's, you know. Oh wow. Yeah, and she's a well, she's a horse doctor and a chiropractic doctor for animals. So she's, I, I leveled up. <laughs> wow. And how many animals do you have then? Uh, one. Just just Calvin the Coonhound. You just have one. Well, Is she 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 does own a horse because she grew up with horses. She still owns a horse, but he's like eighteen years old, 
and now she just takes her niece and nephew up there to ride him right now. So, um, but because like she, we joke around, like I was like, do you, I grew up on a farm. So like, it was weird. Like she actually knew my name, but, but on the first date, which scared me because my father <laughs> is, has always been, my father's father, my father and my younger brother, younger brother has always been in the livestock industry. Um, you know, the logistics and, and, and brokering of cattle and horses and everything else. So my dad used to go to job sites or, or farms that she was the vet you know, on site for. And then my dad would get the animals removed if they had to take them out of there. So it was funny because she's like, Mulvaney, huh? I was like, yeah, first date, first date. And she's like, um, <laughs> so you know Tom? And I was just like, uh, deer in the headlights. It's like, shit, she knows my dad. Shit, she knows my family. Oh, man, this is so weird. <laughs> and I was so worried about it. We yeah. call that ethical stalking. What does that mean? Well, it's like uh, it's like the the research that you have to do before you have someone on a podcast, for example. It is ethical stalking. There's a reason behind it. Uh, Matt Smith actually came up with it. Matt Smith has a Facebook group called the Entrepreneurial Outlaws, and I was on his podcast. I like that. Matt Smith, Entrepreneurial Outlaws. Shout out to you as well. Anybody we shout out on here, I will, if there's links for them, I will hyperlink them into the blog content. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's uh, Entrepreneurial Outlaws with a Z. He's an Aussie from Down Under. Oh, I got a lot of Aussie connections. I don't know, I don't know if I have him, though. I'm telling you what, that voice is so sexy. That is my Siri voice. But if you've ever had like an Australian Siri male voice give you directions, okay. and I had it going on in the car one day, we were going to a funeral, and my husband was like, what the fuck is he saying? I can't understand anything. Where am I supposed to turn? <laughs> So clearly you get it and he does not. So, um, he's okay. got some old tightwad British woman for his Siri. Who knows? I don't know. I, I don't even use Siri, so I don't, I've never had to, I, I, it drives me nuts. I was like, I, I try not to even use a GPS if I don't have to. Cause that's, I mean, my father was always good at just knowing where to go. And I grew up around that. So I try and always have bearing on where I'm at. Um, so I only use GPS it's funny because like if I have a, a meeting three hours from here in upstate New York, I know all the highways to get there, so I don't need to turn. The only time I'll, I turn on the GPS real quick to check the traffic, and then I just go, and I turn it off to save on data usage, and I'm streaming podcasts and audiobooks. And then when I'm ha- like a client is going with me maybe to the meeting, and she's just like, you don't have the, you don't have the GPS on. It's like, no, I know where I'm going. <laughs> I was like, I'll turn it on once I get within like 20 minutes because then I, I, don't, I don't memorize all the little, little roads to get to their office, but I was like, I'll, I'll, when I get to that city, I'll be good. And she's like, how do you do that? Yes. How do you do that? Because I'm the reluctant navigator and all the pressure is on me. Was well, it East or West? I'm like, I speak in landmarks. I don't know. Okay? <laughs> I also speak in landmarks. And I will appreciate the newer cars because almost most cars nowadays have a, a compass, at least like in the rearview mirror. So like you can at least, you, you know, roughly where you're going. And I use that. Whereas yeah. I say this to my fiance and she's just like, what are you talking about? I was like, Use the compass. Like, do you know where you're going? Like, what if, I mean, seriously, like, what if, like, shit hits the fan, the zombie apocalypse, like, launches tomorrow, and a satellite, our GPS satellite crashes from orbit, but, and you're two hours from home, and go. I got to piggyback on you. (laughs) My husband and I were written into a zombie book. Oh, come on. Really? Yes, we are in uh, Odeon. The Dead Saga, 
It is hysterical. You have you have to read it. Claire Riley wrote the book. She's a USA best-selling author, and she's a friend of mine. And uh, she gave. We're actually in two books, but we were introduced in this first one. So actually, for our first wedding anniversary, I got him a copy of that book because the first anniversary is paper. Okay. Just Okay, so first anniversary is paper, and I put it inside this custom uh, hollow book box that it had a picture of a painting on the outside. It's called The Kiss by Klimt, and it's just the, the coolest shit you've ever seen that I inscribed the book or whatever. But it's our it's our story of running from zombies and this Odium the Dead saga, how we survive. And in the next book, here's a little t- a spoiler. I give birth to a zombie baby. So you have to. Oh, dear God. This is way beyond uh, like the, the flicks that are on TV right now. Like you guys. It really is. It really is. Is this your, is this one of your creative outlets? It is one of my creative outlets, but you know what? Like, I think if, if you took away, I would rather have no oxygen hmm. than the inability to write. And so, I mean, and we come back to pain and to purpose. So I told you earlier, I thought I had the dream job. Mm-hmm. And, but I had always dreamed of entrepreneurship. Oh, I like this. We're going yeah. full circle. I like this. We're going full circle. And I had come from a very dysfunctional family. So when you when you have dysfunction that's modeled for you, you don't have examples of what is healthy to do. And even in your own self-talk, I had a, a horrible, voracious eating disorder for three decades. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm, I'm uh, like uh, young adulthood, teenage, like what? Uh, All of it. Quite apt, yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, I'm the fattest I've ever been. So, woo! I'm 123 right now. That's not I fat. Had, uh, I know. I'm Come just, on. The Daily Mail. Hey, I talk a lot about health and fitness on this show, <laughs> and I just I, I want to make sure I clarify that because uh, I'm as a CrossFitter, I know a lot of ladies that are at least 120, and it's a fit 120. I mean, it's you know so. I don't like the scales. I'm anti-scale. I don't okay? either. I don't either. And, I'm, and- I'm actually, I'm proud of that. I weigh more than I weighed uh, in my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually proud of that because yeah. I was at 93 pounds. The Daily Mail did a story on me. You can look it up. How, how tall are you? I'm 5'3". 5393. I mean, I mean, it's no, lean. It's lean. Nah, it's uh, really skeletal. Okay. You'll see if you look at the Daily Mail and you look up a uh, woman now loves her muffin top. So that is the story. <laughs> this okay. is a lesson people. You know what? This is about embracing epiphanies. Okay. So you know what? When I have a spark come up, I don't sit there and tell myself, well, that's totally stupid. Don't uh, real, do it. Real, real quick pause. I'm just checking on you. Do you have a heart out? Because we're, we're at the one o'clock. I'm, I'm cool. I'm good on my end. I just want to make I'm sure. Cool. We go I'm we cool. go long all the time. So that's fine. I'm cool. <laughs> all right. I'm keep good. going. Keep going. Don't want to lose the energy. Okay. So we always doubt ourselves. And a lot of this comes from conditioned thinking. We, we have these, these thoughts and we have these habits and we rewire our instincts of what we tell ourselves. I suck. I can't do it. This is a weakness of mine. I shouldn't even try. Blah, 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 blah. What's that? Negative self-talk. Negative self-talk. And you know what? It, it's very difficult to stop, but it is possible because I used to do that all the time. I was the black sheep of the family. I was the problem. Everybody would leave me. I would always be abandoned. I'm a middle child. Middle child syndrome. I'm a middle child too. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. man. We're meant to connect. A little pound there. Virtual pound. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is that do it. Stop. Okay. 
thinking so much, focus on action. This is what I teach people when it comes to anxiety too. We become so incredibly entrenched in listening to these lies that we've told ourselves. We become so entrenched in how do I feel about this that so many times we don't just stop and do it. It's like I tell my kids, I'd say, go do the dishes. I don't want to do the dishes. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. Hmm. It has to be done. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you feel in your self-judgment. And by the way, there's no such thing as writer's block. There's writer's judgment. Ooh. Okay. Wow. That could, dude, you, could be, you could be cracking my shell right now about me trying to get around to listening to people and writing a book that people say I should write, but go ahead. Oh my God. Well, that's what I do, honey. I do it all day long. I've written in the past, I've edited in the past two years, probably 30 books. Are you a ghostwriter? I am a ghostwriter. I've learned, I've, I know what ghostwriting is now as of a few months ago. So I'm like, oh, that's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. Well, I spoke at a podcast conference that I, I attended for the first time last year it was the Mid-Atlantic podcast conference and then I was invited back to speak this year because it was the one year anniversary I literally launched the show the week of the podcast conference the year before so they invited me back to speak on healthy lifestyle and 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 balance and all that and but anyway the point was like I met a woman there who's like oh ghostwriting and she spoke about this about you know get your message out there just like in podcasting maybe you're meant to launch a book and I'm like oh did not know what the hell ghostwriting was. That's a thing. <laughs> That's trifecta right there. That's your podcast, your book, and your public speaking. That's your trifecta right there. There you go. Boom. And there are no coincidences, and you know this. Mm-hmm. So that's that message being delivered to you multiple times and hammered in your head to uh-huh. do it. I know. It's on the it's on the 2018 uh, launch list. So let me give you, let not, me give not the you goals an- list launch list. So. Okay. So let me give you an example. Book writing has changed. And it's really becoming about writing that outline. And then it's almost like giving a speech. You're going to have an objective for each chapter. And you're going to have bullet points for each of those objectives. That's you're good. I'm an, outline, I'm an outline guy. I yeah, like right. So you tell it in a chronological fashion whenever you need to, whatever. And I have got a guy, George Beatty. Okay, so I just finished editing his book. It will be, um, it's released in paperback now. It will be released in ebook shortly. It's called. He better be going on Audible because that's the only way I can crush books right now. See, I, and I, I've got I, just, I destroy Audible books. I just I'm pumping them out like one every two weeks at least. So when you're ready, I've got a guy for you for a narrator who who is. A oh no no no! That's another rule I have. If and when I launch a book, it will be my voice. Excellent. Because I truly believe in that transparency, and I love books where the guy goes off script because it's his book. So like Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone does all of his own books. It's they're awesome. I love it because he's like, I don't care if I'm going off script. He's like, I got to get this idea out there. And he just goes, he just snaps, snaps. I was like, if I was the editor, they're probably like freaking out behind the scenes, but he don't give a shit. Right. He's like, Hey dude, this is my book, man. I love it. Well, and as a marketer, you know, that's the bonus content that you don't get when you purchase the book. Exactly. Upsell all of that. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, that's the trifecta. So what you do is you uh, record that. And uh, so George Beatty's book, Hustlin' From Heroin to Houses, is the grittiest book I have ever edited. I'm so incredibly proud of him. Sometimes I hook up with natural writers. He is a natural writer. He is entertaining as hell. I was laughing as I was editing it and everything else. And uh, so we'll have to flip a link up there. But he's highly entertaining. What's his name and- again? George Beatty. Like B-A-D-Y, you said? 
Uh, B-E-A-T-T-Y. Oh, like the movie star. Isn't there somebody yeah. else named Beatty? Like Warren. Yeah, like Warren Beatty. Yeah. There we exactly. go. Yeah. I'm not very good at the actors' names thing, but I mean, I just I did remember that one, and that's probably old school. Actually, now that I think about it, I just I think I just aged myself. Oh my um, god, that is so old school right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so George Beatty, right? George Beatty. So he would do the transcription for his book, and he would say, uh, "All right, it's George Beatty coming at you with chapter 14." Oh, that's a little and cheesy. I, I like it. It's fantastic. And and you don't second guess yourself. I'm a very non-judgmental person. So I don't care if you're like, when I was 11, I ran a prostitution. Wait, is he from Philly? Yeah. I just found him. Woo! There he is. Yeah, George is awesome. All right. Oh, yeah. So it's his name, georgebaity.com. So. Yep. Yep. Investor. He followed your marketing rule to buy his own domain. Yeah. There you go. Like I said, I I mean, hold on. So just to, just for shits and giggles, um, it's an old <laughs> old thing that I still use. Uh, hold on. I just want to see where your name goes. Oh, Farfik Nugan. Ah, come on, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Nowhere. So it might be available. Oh, all right. Well, I'm gonna buy that today then. Yes, you do. That's what you do. You seize the day, carpe diem. Okay, you buy your name. <laughs> That's your signature on your email line. There you go. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, people use Carpe DM for like all kinds of other things. It's like, okay, well, when it comes to branding and owning your, and here, hold real quick. We're going to confirm this right now. I can't help oh, it. Shit. <laughs> but because then you have more reason to jump on it. But I think because your name is so unique, I don't yeah. think, that'd be really funny if somebody owns this. You got a single L in Hillary and you got, you know, Jostrom. So it's like, I'm, I, I bet this puppy's available. I bet it is too. Boom. All right, you better lock that real estate down. We're just talking about real estate. Lock that. I'll do it today. I'll send you a screenshot, and I'll let you know it's done. That a girl. Absolutely. I like to make people take action. So. Yes, absolutely. So I did want to talk about sick biz, though. Yes, we we, we teased a little bit on this show. It's like, like, I love this because for our listeners, this is about getting more than just somebody's brand out there, right? We're trying to share it. I mean, like people may listen to this and be like, oh, my God, they were all over the place. But – that's just who you are. And that's cool mm-hmm. because we got so much unique content. You clearly care about your clients and the people you work with because you're out there plugging them left and right and I don't care. Um, so it's like, yeah, let's rock that out. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I believe, hold on, I'll help you plug. I believe I found your buddy's Facebook group. Is that it? Entrepreneurial Outlaws. Look, Matt Smith in the house. Yeah, there you go. Woo! See, I can find anything. <laughs> He's amazing. But hold yeah. on. So let's come back to sick biz. Okay. So I was sharing the set before again, to our listeners on the video feed, I'm sharing it again. You can go to sick biz with a Z.com. She's got the mm-hmm. podcast, but I noticed you, you, you really call out in your toolbar here, mindset and inspiration. So, and business. So are you doing what I do where like your podcast episodes have a theme or a domain and you're trying to tag them all to that? Uh, whether it be guest bloggers, my own blogs, Ooh, guest or bloggers. Our okay. podcast. yeah, I do have guest bloggers definitely. So watch for your invite. Okay. Well, see, all right. There's something else I've been back and forth on. So you welcome guest bloggers onto sick biz, right? Well, yeah, I do. Okay. So I there do. you go. Listeners, if you're looking to get yourself out there and you want a professional writer to critique how you're writing, cause I guarantee you before it goes on her site, she will probably critique your content. <laughs> Can you confirm or deny that? I can confirm that. Yes, I love yeah. it. Because you care about what your site is putting out there. 
So of course I do. Um, but I've literally had people trying to all of a sudden the past like four months. All of a sudden, people are like emailing me saying, "Hey, we've got a some guest blog content. Would you? We'll pay you to come on your site and stuff like that." And I've been ignoring all of it. I just. I, I just, I don't know. I've been back and forth on that. So let me tell you what you've got deep pockets of people connecting people. I've got a huge network of writers and okay. editors. So, and I work with them in my J Hill marketing business. So if there's business that comes in that I can't get to, or if I have smaller jobs and I subcontract those out for sick biz at this moment, we have, I believe 20 guest bloggers um, I am recording my 16th podcast today. Exciting. Have, it's very exciting. Um, How old is the podcast now? The podcast was born in October. Wow. Okay. So, um, so 16, at, so you're averaging what, one a week or? One a week. There we go. You might pick up the pace, but um, of those, it will be 14 have been guests. And the guests are either entrepreneurs who are affected by chronic illness or disability, or they are business and life coaches. And for example, Satori Prime has donated their entire life coaching, uh, to, normally 297 package, to people who sign up through SickBiz, and you can have um, access to that program, which is really amazing. So we're really trying to dig deep into getting the resources out to this special community. It's a collaborative community. So I don't go into this thinking, I know what everybody wants because I'm a chronically ill entrepreneur. I don't know. We yeah. are all our own advocates. And so we want voices. Okay. I, I had a, a coach on yesterday, Armando Cruz, who talked about different ways and mindsets uh, visualizations of getting through chronic pain every single day. Wow. So, and this is somebody who's currently living with that, or that's just somebody who helps other people living with the chronic illness. That is somebody who helps other people. Armando Cruz, um, with rich man experience and cruise country, uh, and physical therapy is wow. a person who that's his focus. So that is what we're bringing to the community. And the reason for this company, this nonprofit is very simple. It is the support that I wanted when I got sick. I wanted to know I wasn't alone. Chronic illness and disability can be very isolating conditions. It extends to people who are going through treatment for cancer, for example. You feel alone, like nobody understands you. You never get out of the house. You become a shut-in. The couch grows into your body. It doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. You know, we've got a Facebook group of people um, that- Oh, you have uh, your own community now? Yep, we do. We're almost 400 strong at this I point. Like it. Yeah. Yes, is that more of a support community? It's a support community, but uh, it's also where I ask for collaboration and help because I'm not, the only thing I pay out of pocket right now is the, uh, producing the podcast. You can't sound like, and you know this, that you're talking into a tin can. So you, you do yeah, have you know to what this thing costs? <laughs> yeah, what? That's a $300 <laughs> microphone. Woo! What kind is that? From day one. That's a Heil PR40. That's uh, that's uh, that's pretty saucy. Well, I mean, did you hear my voice? I mean, I do hear it. I don't I always sound this sexy. <laughs> Are you in a lotion commercial? <laughs> I'm a uh, unofficial voiceover artist who has never done a voiceover artist. I just like to oh talk sexy in my sexy microphone. <laughs> okay, I was a voiceover, uh, I guess we'll call it contestant, and I also went to Hollywood. Another reason why I got to get you connected with Anna. This is what she does. She's okay, a professional well, voice. She's a, she's the voice of ABC or something. 
God, that's amazing. Right? No, they called me the Smoky Baby. And I'm I sorry, what? Smoky Baby. I went to radio. Please tell me you were not smoking, like dressed up like a baby. You know, what I do in my own time <laughs> is my. <laughs> I mean, you were joking around earlier about you and your husband getting maybe too comfortable. We do. Awkward. We do make a... <laughs> Don't judge our fetishes, man. We're just trying to live our life, okay? <laughs> No, I went to radio and broadcasting school a million years ago. Wow. And, yep, I did. And I was going to be a news anchor. I worked at a couple of news anchor or, or um, industry studios, whatever. And I was the dispatcher. So I would mic the talent and stuff like that. And then I tried to get into voiceovers. And uh, they didn't like the Smokey Baby too much because I sound very youthful and I can sound very shrill if I don't tone it down. Like I can sound like your mother scolding you to put on your hat. Ooh. If I don't watch it, like okay. the register is way up here. So I did play the role of a disgruntled uh, college student, and that was a paying gig. And I think I landed like 150 big ones. Wow. <laughs> that, that, that pays for a really nice dinner. It paid for something. I don't know what it was. But these are all steps of the entrepreneurial story. That's what I like about it is that, see, again, to our listeners, I am tying this back. Like, that's the point here is that she's not letting her chronic illness uh, or condition affect who she is, where she's going. She, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure you've had the speed bumps and the roadblocks and all the struggles that come along with this. But what I'm hearing from you, and clearly because on your website you have mindset in the toolbar, is that what is your mindset? And I talk a lot about mindset on this show. So you've been, you've been vibing with all the content. I mean, I'm loving this because we have a choice. We have yeah. a choice. Like do you either sit there and take it or you complain about it? So, and then if you're going to sit there and take it, what are you going to do about it? Like, are you going to sit there and just wallow in your own self misery or are you going to try and live your life and make something happen? You are going to feel the pain anyways. It is your choice how you choose to experience that pain. You can pick your pain. You can pick the depth of your pain even. And when you realize that, it's not to scold you and say, uh, you know, we're we're invalidating you. We're invalidating your pain. It is to say you're going to have pain. This is a reality. And you can choose the depth of suffering. If I Wow, the depth of suffering. Yes. That's powerful. I'm thankful for work because we need the distraction as entrepreneurs who have uh, a debilitating condition or a chronic illness, we need a distraction, but that distraction also feeds you. It also empowers you and you go on to do more and more and more and more. So it's really interesting that you can think I've made all these good decisions. I have this nine to five job. I've got a W-2 salary coming in. You need to change your mind from the scarcity mindset of how much do I need to make to how much can I make? I like you will, that. You will quadru- quad- quadruple <laughs> <laughs> your income. You will. Yeah. Because you, you'll unleash yourself. Well, the whole piece of, um, and I think what a lot of people forget is that the scarcity mindset is always there. Like yes. even even I have the fluctuations, right? Like it's just do we choose to listen to it or and it, how do I get into the subject without getting crazy about it? <laughs> Everything you're saying. I love the the subject because we have a choice. The scarcity mindset is going to come in. 
it's it's always there. It's just do you listen to it or do you then and then just let it dwell on, dwell within your head, or to become do you take action or do you become proactive because you know that's coming and saying great. What am I going to do when that surfaces again? How am I going to overcome that? Yes. What am I going to do to turn that into a productive result versus a woe is me result? And because again, right. the scarcity mindset is always there. It's just it the is. only difference between you and I compared to others is we put in some reps and some time and the self-work and the self-development. We're just at a different place on the timeline. I use that tagline all the time now in the past few months. Like, where are you at in the timeline now? Mm-hmm. There's where you want to be. Here's some of the it. steps you need to put in to get to the next steps in the timeline before you get there. And I love it. you and I are in a different place on the timeline too. So Right. Absolutely. It's so important to know and to plan for that scarcity mindset. That is going to be a part of your life. So we start planning and, we, and this is how we have to plan our day. I have to plan for my success knowing that I'm sick. Mm-hmm. I have to plan knowing within a reasonable capacity that I can reach what I aspired to that day. And you have to get honest with yourself. You have to get honest with yourself in a way that's not scolding, in a way that's not shaming. Everybody has something. I'm going to tell you right now. Everybody's special, so nobody's special, okay? So everybody has something. It doesn't matter whether it's a chronic illness. It doesn't matter whether it's, uh, you know, some sort of a learning uh, challenge. Whatever it is, everybody has some type of crutch. They have some type of toxicity. They have something. We have to stop hiding from these challenges that we have and get honest and say, this is my thing. I know somebody who is battling uh, rectal cancer right now, and she's named her tumor. Because when you personify it, you minimize it, you make it achievable. Everybody has something. It's okay to say I have something. You're not perfect. It's okay to say I can't hustle and grind like the rest of them. Or my hustle and grind looks different. We don't say limitation. We say adaptation. Ooh, I like and there that. Is, yes, absolutely. And we all whether it is a physical or mental disability or whatever the case is, everybody in some way, shape, or form has to adapt. So besides you, obviously, according to your website, you're not actually coaching people on this, but I love the fact that your messaging that you're choosing to put out there on the podcast, to me, mm-hmm. seems like you're trying to feel that message, right? You're trying to go that through, we'll just call that public group coaching. Like this is free content. That's what I love about that, right? Like, Hey, I'm not officially your coach, but I've lived this story and I've got a story to share and I want to help others share the same story, the same struggles of adaptation. So we're going to put it all out there. And I love the fact that you were honest and transparent about the fact that you're not trying to act like you're a know-it-all. None of us know everything. We're just choosing to take action and saying, guess what? I learned something and I want to do something about it and maybe positively impact others out there because there's enough people out there not doing anything, not taking action, not creating positive change. And that's what I love about this is that you, you literally chose books, writing, and now podcasting to create positive change in relation to this sick biz world. There's enough suffering out there and we can all be a part of that positive butterfly effect. You don't even know what that's going to be. You know, if you're a person who's very good at closing deals, but you can't possibly work them all yourself, maybe part of your responsibility, it's a subcontract out and help people 
who have a harder time doing that. Maybe their responsibility then is to make the words beautiful mm -hmm. and to ensure that uh, more of the bottom line swells up. You know, we all play these various roles and we need to think in terms of collaboration. We don't know everything. And everybody seems to be so afraid of saying, I fell down, I made a mistake, I screwed up, I did this, I did that. I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect at all. I try as hard as I can every single day. And as long as you're doing that, that's okay. Your try looks different every single day. It's not going to be your level best every single day. It's going to fluctuate. Did you have a doctor's appointment? Were you limited in this time? Uh, did you have a death in the family? Did you have this going on? Were you getting over the stomach flu? You know, as long as you try your level best, that's it. So get honest with your adaptations and then try. I love that. So what's up next, man? We're about, I mean, to our listeners, you're going to air in 2018, right? You're going to air in January because I'm always at least about two weeks out. And yes. obviously we're recording this, just to be real, real to our listeners, this is being recorded Friday on the, on the 29th. So she's about to come out in the next two weeks, launching 2018. Um, obviously the, the podcast is the newest uh, component of your message. Is there mm -hmm. anything else new and exciting happening with SickBiz that we we're going to want to stay in, you know, in touch with uh, hint, hint people need to be following, subscribing, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what else is going on with sickbiz.com? Well, I have my book coming out this spring. So um, it is officially spring. Um, actually it's September. It's September. Oh, it's from fall. Sound okay. Yep. See, you got me all excited early. Come on. All right. But we decided to pull it back a little bit to make sure the content was absolutely perfect. for Thank that you. Idea. I don't like it when I see projects rushed. But people got people like, like if this, if you were your own customer, it's like, yeah, okay, let's be real. No one gets amazingly rich off of publishing books or, or I'm sorry, writing their own books. Some you may, who knows it can just pop and explode. But in the end, like you said, you're getting a message out there. You're getting your content out there and all the steps combined will grow yeah. everything together. And then obviously I do hope uh, financial freedom and financial success from that, that book as well. <laughs> so um, that's, that's really, you know, deep, deep down. We'd like to see positive fruition, you know, let's be real. Let's invite the universe to gift us with that. That's fine. The law of attraction, right? Right. Absolutely. We'll Again, manifest. Going back to our mindset and positive adaptation. Amen, brother. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And um, so this year, Sick Biz is going to take on a much more pivotal and uh, visual role. So we are developing it into the global resource for supporting chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs to help them find their way into a deeper purpose and profitability as wow. well as longevity. So we're building up our resources page. Uh, we're developing our board of directors um, and we're ensuring that we're listening to the people in our community. What do they need? Uh, one of our gals right now, who's a contributing guest blogger, uh, wrote a guide, an organizational guide, and she shared it with the group. It's something that she normally sells. So we have people all the time in there donating what they know. The level of compassion is absolutely unbelievable. People come in and say, this is the group I have wanted. I finally feel like I am connected. Thank you so much. At last, there's a place for me. And so we're going to continue to grow that. We'll be offering uh, quarterly scholarships to vetted business to wow. help them achieve some of their financial goals and our resources page is going to be global so i love you know, this global initiative girl man getting after it 
You got to be though. It's yeah. the internet. I can't be like we're only in Minnesota, no. so come on down. <laughs> and I, I love how I'm I'm complaining about being cold. <laughs> oh my uh, god. Yeah, my you, you guys know you're chill. No, no. My husband works outside and he's like, I tried this new beard balm and I figured out that it froze on my face all day long today. And I was like, oh my God, we have to thaw you out. Dude, What's you can't happening? make this shit up. You can't. You, can't. <laughs> you know, uh, a little quick side joke. All right. So 2010 and 2011 is when I took the break from corporate before going entrepreneurial, did the whole firefighting thing, right? Yeah, Your yeah. state produces a, wa- a lot of wildland firefighters. I don't know if uh, you knew that. Yeah, well, my husband's one of them. Oh. He was a firefighter. Yes, he was so, a firefighter. I don't know if you knew my whole story. Did you know that I was a federal hotshot? I did not know you were a federal hotshot. Yeah. What is that all about? You're the That's CIA. The were you in the FBI? No, no. Hotshot is the, uh, the it's called the type one uh, wildland firefighter. So there's a type oh, one I, cruise and type yeah. two cruise. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because two of the guys in my crew, Minnesota, they talk like that. So did you jump into the flames from a helicopter? Those are smoke jumpers. So there's okay. so there's two types of type one crews. There's smoke jumpers and there's hot shots. The smoke jumpers are not as big of a program. It's very even more unique and elite. Uh, and like your your pack test to even qualify as a uh, a ninety pound pack, whereas ours is a forty five pound pack. You basically uh, you have to. You have to Hot shots, or actually any wildland firefighter has to pa- pass the pack test. It's a 45-pound pack, three-mile mm-hmm. speed hike in under 45 minutes. So uh, that's just one of the things to qualify. But no, the hot shots, like, actually, there was a movie that just came out about the story of the uh, Granite Mountain hot shots who died in 2013. Yeah. yeah so, did yeah. you guys see that? No, but I saw I saw the previous. So I knew 17 of them. Holy shit, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's not about that. It's just that I was based in Arizona, and they were in Prescott, and my base was in Pleasant Valley, Arizona, and we were about an hour or so from each other, almost two hours. But uh, two of the guys on my crew were from Prescott, so there's a lot of overlap there. And we actually fought on a lot of the fi- same fires together. Actually, one of the fires that they portrayed in the movie was uh, called the Horseshoe 2 fire, uh, which is in the Chiricahua Mountains on the Mexican border of New Mexico. And we were assigned to the same exact fire, fighting on the same exact fire. We were on the same fire front, like, back in the day. So it was just, I had to go see the movie to, to see how well they would actually portray their story. Uh, but this went one of the first ever movies ever actually trying to properly portray what the hotshot life was like because it was very unique. I mean, you were being shipped all over the West to all the big fires. You were kind of like... I, I never called it this, but in the movie, they called us like the Navy SEALs of wildland firefighting. And I'm like, well, I never heard that one before. That's that's new. <laughs> it makes sense, though. And he was looking into that program. And then I was like, do you like to be married? Yes. And- I would let, Let's go ahead. Not to keep talking about that. And but it's like um, <laughs> there, I observed a lot of relationship struggle. Um, it's hard. Well, we we went through a deployment. I stayed. I stayed single, man. I, I didn't want to. I. I joke. Everybody's like, "Oh, you just you just casually say that, like like you did it for the women." And I'm like, "No, seriously, like I did it for. I'll be selfish. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to be. I saw I saw these guys. I was actually the old man on the crew. I was 31, 32, you know. Whereas everybody else is like, you know, the class. It's like military, like 18 to 25, you know, fresh off the high school sports teams or whatever, and like they want to they want to fight fire in the summer. Like I was considered the old guy. Like I was the age of my squad bosses, but I was a rookie. So, um, so. Long story short, it's just I just wanted to bring up Minnesota because I was like, oh man, too. Like one of the guys, like literally, he's like, I'm from Minnesota, 
And then the other guy's well, like, I'm, I'm from Wisconsin. And I was like, I just love the accents. I was cracking up. <laughs> I hate those accents. Well, that's that just what I heard. Un- I'm telling you what, that is the unsexiest thing <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. There's not a Siri Minnesotan accent. Like, I don't think you want that, do you? You get some... You know, get some extra mayo with your casserole, huh? Do you want to go do that? Hey, you betcha. Okay. Well, that's the Canadian influence. You guys are so far north. Oh, my God. No. And that movie Fargo, I hate it. I hate it with a red hot passion. <laughs> red hot passion. It's a perversion of our accents. But, we, you know, so my husband doesn't speak like that because I just, you know, that one, that just wouldn't work. <laughs> I could never have dated somebody. That would officially not have worked in the relationship. <laughs> you cannot talk like you eat lutefisk on a daily. You just oh my cannot, god! You know, it's I love just it. Ridiculous. So, so how do you? And we do have to probably bring this episode to a close sooner or later. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we have, you know we're entrepreneurs. We probably have some business to do. Um, <laughs> so, but real quick, real quick on that one. Though. So, like, how do you? So you guys aren't that far north of Minnesota where you have that heavy influence or do you have people around you to do talk like that? Just- we do have some people, but we are only about 20 minutes outside of Minneapolis. Okay. So you're, so- you're close enough to that metropolitan city type of an influence that yes. the English language is more modern. I'll just say that. It's a <laughs> or little bit more modern. Cross-pollinated. It- there we go. Cross-pollinated. Cross pollinated is good, yeah. yeah. And we do get the occasional news story. Well, they just have some doofus goober that comes on there. He's just, you know, it's it's like it's like did you purposely like ask ten different people till you heard that exact speech style, and then it's like okay, that's the person we're gonna put on the news. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's like no, 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 not heavy enough. Nope, not heavy enough. Uh, you're close. Hold on. What do you gotta say? Ooh, yeah, you're a winner. Yeah. You and the coveralls. Let's yeah. go. Come on. And then everybody yeah. thinks that Minnesota's like full of, is the whole state full of that. <laughs> and we're so cosmopolitan. I worked in Minneapolis for years. Oh, yeah. You guys definitely are, but people don't realize that. No, they don't. They no. think that we're just this little like 10,000 lakes and all we do is ice fish and then, you know, play our banjos. I don't know. But... I will say you have a different kind of wild and firefighting out there because um, some of the guys I fought with said that they were on regular fire crews before they became a hotshot and like. You do a lot of boat firefighting. Like there's like you literally if an island catches on fire, like you have to get in a boat and take a portable pump over and then literally pump the lake water to, you know, put the fire out. It's funny. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He would go on drills all the time. Yep. All the time he'd go on the Mississippi River. I'm a I'm certified in portable pump operation with uh from right. from the academy. So <laughs> Okay, so I used to giggle all the time when he would say, uh, we're doing hose testing tonight. Yep. So <laughs> Now, luckily, we were hot shots, so we we did not have to test hose. So we were we were not hose monkeys, um, as some people said it. <laughs> um, I was like, dude, that's not right. Because well, we had an engine crew, but they weren't hot shots, right? So they were the regular type two engine guys, but they they would only do so much support from the roadway. The hot shot oh, yeah. hot shots are trained for the remote work, so we had to have everything on our back or on our shoulders, and we hiked in, and we had to be able to support ourselves and be deployed for multiple days on end with minimal support. So, um, yeah, different lifestyle. Uh, it was, took my physical fitness to a whole different level to say that. So, Oh my God, I'm sure you just became a machine. Oh yeah. I I, I had the full beard. Actually, if you go to the website, live the fuel, uh, I do have like a photo of like me in a suit or like a casual suit. And then me, uh, 
like doing a farmer's carry of weights in CrossFit. And then another photo of me when I was a firefighter, when I had the beard, like the mountain man beard and there's fire all around my feet and I'm, I'm holding a Pulaski. So I was like, Hey, I'm not joking. That's me, dude. <laughs> I know what a Pulaski is. Thank Isn't you. Yes. I have I'm... one hanging in my garage. So all right. Very yeah. good. I'm on the East coast. People like, cause I, I do, I'm a huge mountain biker and we do volunteer trail work. So I'm always motivating people to come out and rebuild trails and, and you know, I'm an outdoors nut. And, uh, and I, I bring that tool and people are like, what the hell is that? Like, is that, it, it sort of looks like an ax, but it's not. And I'm like, it's the founding tool of wildland firefighting. You know, the, the one of the first ever wildland firefighters was Ed, Ed, Ed Pulaski of 1910. So, um, Hey, nice history lesson. And you just, I've got the book. Right yeah. Yeah. That's so, good. well, when I became a firefighter, well, before becoming a firefighter, I bought this. Okay. Entrepreneurial best practice people. Okay. We're, we're bringing this back. Okay. Full circle. Okay. <laughs> Read some books. Yes. Right. You're an editor. Yes. Read the yes. read some books. Like there's there's tons of free content. Well, not maybe not always free content, but <laughs> you know there's, right fun, there's well podcasting there's, is free content. Absolutely. And then books. Absolutely. Actually, hold on a second. But I mean, what, what's your vote on that? What's my what? What's your vote on the whole entrepreneurial book research? Like, books. Oh, I think it's highly important because we can't assume that we know everything. We're here to learn and we're here to be open. Just be open to new concepts and ideas. And I, like I said, you know, I've edited 30 some odd books in the past two years, all most probably upper twenties of those in the self-help entrepreneurial business genre. Mm -hmm. So I've been steeped in knowledge. Like right now, if you wanted to know how to invest in real estate, I can tell you, even though, because I've, I've edited books on that. If yeah. you want to know, about the benefits of, uh, you know, a turning your home into a retirement vehicle. I can tell you that. Why do you not want to get a reverse mortgage? I mean, these are all different pieces of knowledge. My favorite tip is uh, right. Pure, pure honesty and transparency. I just found out my 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 grandmother, uh, not doing well with her health, uh, but she's. Uh, I found out that she reverse mortgaged her house. No, I'm. And so I was like, sorry. what? Oh. Oh, are you, are you shitting me right now? So sorry, just had to add a little connection in there. <laughs> yeah. And shame on the fonts, you know, yeah. like he was a likable guy, Henry Winkler, shame on you. You were amazing. You were cool when you were on TV, which was the fake life and you were never cool in real life. So that's how I look except at for, it. Okay. Except for one time in the water boy. Except okay. For I'll give him that. But again, not real. Once again, right, well, we'll fake life, not real life. So that was on a movie. So <laughs> when you're a character, you're fine. In the real yeah. world, you're a douche. So. You are a douche. It's yeah. kind of like Alex Trebek is a douche. Oh, or yeah. Trebek is a douche. Or just, you know, just like It's a persona. It is. Absolutely. Nobody Another reason why I love podcasting. Because it's real. There's no way that you and I are faking this shit. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she chose, ladies and gentlemen, to come on this show today and not put makeup on. She could have. I gave her a five-minute window at the beginning of this episode, and she's like, you know what? No. I like this. We're going to go truth and transparency. And that's the beauty of this. We don't have to make this up. And now I have the video to back it up. <laughs> that's right. And go first. Go first. Yeah. If you go first, it emboldens other people to go first. So I hope other women see this and go, you know what? I don't feel like I have to put a face full of makeup on today. I don't find uh, that attractive, actually. You know what? Like, my skin has never been better because yeah. I don't have to slather it 
you know, with a bunch of makeup to go to work so that I'm presentable Mm -hmm. and pulling and tugging on your face creates wrinkles and whatever. And so if you just leave your shit alone, it's amazing. It's just amazing. It goes back to health and wellness. It's like, okay, we, we focus so much on the inside of our body. We forget about the outside of the body. Like the nutrition company that I work with, I don't, admittedly, I don't know enough about the external stuff, but they finally, a couple of years ago, launched a whole, na- whole like chemical free, all natural, you know, mm-hmm. freaking lotion stuff line. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm an internal guy, but I know the importance of external. As a guy, I have the luxury of not putting stuff on my face except for lotion. So right. the only thing I do is I make sure I buy the stuff that has no parabens, no chemicals in it. But like makeup, like, hello, you're putting makeup on to look better, but you also know that you're literally clogging your pores with that, whether it's yes. all natural or not. Um, right. And then people wonder why they're per- per- uh, they're perplexion, yeah, perplexion, their uh, their complexion, yeah, but their complexion is all a mess. But then they, they maybe they take a couple days off from makeup, but it's still bad. It's like okay, well, what are you doing on the inside, right? Back to your neurological conditions and everything. You're okay. People's gut biome, the gut biology. I've had biologists on the show. Like it's, I geek out on this stuff because. There's so much tied to your internal to your external, and leaky gut. You gotta take care of both. Hundreds, absolutely. Yeah. Leaky gut is linked to these autoimmune inflammatory oh God, yeah. conditions. Cut the sugar. So, and it's, it's really yeah, and it's really interesting because for most of my life I had a stomachache every single day, mm-hmm. and you know what's really odd is since I've gotten sick, I never get stomach aches. Hmm. It's really odd. So it feels like it permeated finally so, into my system. Yeah. It's gone beyond outward. It's gone beyond. Yeah. Cross that, that blood barrier or that stomach lining barrier, whatever the case is. So it's, I, I think there's a definite connection. We don't know enough about it. So, you know, if we can stop progression by changing our diet and things of that nature, then why wouldn't we do that? Yeah. It just, it just makes sense. I agree. So, yeah, absolutely. It's all about learning and being open. So real quick before we close out the episode talk about the power of books and we talk about firefighting real quick so one of the books that i first read that i was hinting at is called year of the fires nice. and this is from story from 1910 so the first year that i became a wildland firefighter was the 100th anniversary of the creation of wildland firefighting symbolic hmm. <laughs> yeah. you liked it didn't you i have the sticker on my coffee mug Oh, that's awesome. They gave I me this it. sticker in my fire academy, and I held on to it until really this year. And when I got this, my first ever Yeti mug, because Yeti's amazing, I slapped that puppy right on there. And obviously my own sticker, too, that I had designed. But so. Oh, man, I need stickers now. I do have a swag store, though, where you can get sick biz merchandise. I'm actually about to get into that because a buddy, I have friends of mine. Like I'm actually literally just got a quote back from because I'm, I'm big into trucker hats because I ski. I go ski in Colorado and stuff. And I'm like, why am I wearing everybody else's hat? Like I need to get a cool embroidered live the fuel fire off, off center on the front of the cap. Maybe have some health. And I don't know. I'm working on a hat design right now. And, yeah. um, and also I found out that Yeti Mugs uh, does custom branding store. So I have another Yeti mug, not like this, uh, that literally has the Live the Fuel logo embrazened on the freaking mug. Like they print it at the factory onto the mug. So, That's amazing. Yeah. So there's another new branding tip is you can get your logos on pretty much anything. So 
Um, totally. And when I have a podcast guest on, I'm going to start giving out T-shirts. That's what the so, stickers and, were for, actually. Uh, yep, exactly. So that we can just all tie in the branding and build the awareness at the same Stickers. Time. I will wait for my sticker. <laughs> you can follow up and send me uh, your address, and I will actually email it to you. So That would be awesome. Oh, but if your husband geeks out on firefighting, I he also does. recommend On the Burning Edge by okay. Kyle Dickman. This is uh, actually a story of one of the historic largest wildland fires in our nation. Um, but then uh, he actually, well, his, this guy wrote about it before, but this book was released right after the Yarnell Hill fire where Granite Mountain hotshots were killed that this new movie was now made about called Only the Brave. So, um, and then actually a super, this is now the first ever in the federal government female um, fire superintendent. So I met her in my academy and, and then I found out her name is uh, Shauna Lagarza, and she worked her way up through wildland firefighting. And you know, you know, boss, boss chick, man, like don't mess with this woman. Um, <laughs> yeah, she she lost she lost her husband uh, to suicide. Uh, oh. He he was firefighting was such a hard, it's a hard lifestyle for some people, and 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 he yeah. ended up committing suicide with a shotgun. As crazy as that is, so. This goes back to, again, people that are risking their lives for a career. Like, I only did it for two years. So I honor this is a big piece of who I am and who my brand is. This is where Live the Fuel came from. Like, Live the Fuel is an acronym. It stands for Live the Fired Up Epic Life. Because I spent years living to Ernest Hemingway's quote of live life to the fullest. And then I, I said, it. all right, I just started posting motivational content years ago over Facebook and stuff. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm a marketing guy. Maybe I should get back into my own, create my own brand and... And, and now it's fast awesome. forward to where we are today, it's still going. So <laughs> you made it yours. Exactly. You customized it. You customized it before customizing it was a thing. Yeah. And the reason why, and you're, you definitely are worthy of the sticker, but the reason why I use blue and white in my logo is because those are the two hottest flames that are in existence, right? You got, you're burning awesome. white hot, you're burning like blue. Like it's way beyond a, the traditional color spectrum of like yellow, orange, and red. So that's why I chose those color schemes too. Oh, trust me. I am very well versed in the colors of flame. I knew you'd appreciate that. So. Yeah, I totally can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you for serving and thank you for helping people. That's yeah. awesome. Well, and your husband still does, right? So. Well, he retired. Oh, actually, okay. Because he wanted to spend more time uh, with his family. And in particular, he was worried about me because good. he was racing. He was always on call. That's a good man. Yeah, he is a good man. So he chose to spend time with the family and to make sure, because he would leave, you know, whenever there's an emergency, a city emergency, he had to go. Yeah. If we lost power for six or eight hours, you know, he's gone doing his thing. So he. And if he you did, can't move around that easily, it's like. Right. Right. Yeah. And you got a family and yeah, that's, yep. that's a big move and that's not an easy decision. So, uh, kudos for you, you two have building that kind of strength in your relationship and him willing to make those sacrifices. Um, I truly believe that these things, all these things happen for a reason. Like I wasn't sure if I was going to stay, like I hated the corporate world. So I wasn't sure if I was going to stay a firefighter the rest of my life, but I did the two years. I earned my belt buckle and, yeah. um, and I was like, all right, well, what, what's next? Right. Like I, it, this isn't fully clicking. It, it was a life changing experience, but I knew that I was meant for more. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Answer and, that call. Yeah. And, and not, answer. and not to say that firefighting is not more, believe me. Uh, I, I actually, I joke around now. I'm like, I don't think I was man enough to continue doing it, man. Cause it's like, that's a serious commitment. It is, it is a legit hard lifestyle. 
It so. is. It, it is very grueling and you don't know what you're going to encounter when you're a city firefighter that encompasses emergencies, medical emergencies too. So you're going to see people dying. You're going to see children dying. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I did not have to deal with. And that's some of that psychological impact stuff is absolutely. I was, you know, I might see a, a burned possum or something, you know, like I don't, I mean, in the wildlands, it was really just us protecting each other and our fellow crew members while we're out there, like from falling trees and stuff like that. Like I was a, I was a sawyer. I, I was, you know, cutting down trees on fire and stuff like that. It was cool, but we That's just true. had to worry about keeping each other safe. We weren't coming across, you know, injured people or, or dead bodies or anything like that. That's, those are city firefighters. That's a whole different level of impressive career choices. It's crazy. I, I'm not I mean, I was really, uh, I'm so grateful that he served and he was a sergeant in the army too. And he deployed and all these things. And I'm so grateful that he did those things. Yeah. And here's my dog. <laughs> hey puppy. I can't, I've kept Calvin locked out. So he's, uh, oh, he, he was probably getting tortured by our new Roomba. So I don't know if I, I, I have, Nate, oh, do you have a Roomba? We now do as of Christmas. Oh, that I'm so jealous. I don't know if I, I, I set it to run at 12 o'clock because normally I'm not here. Like, I'm gone. So I think it's been running the whole time we were in here. So I, I didn't hear him freak out at all because I, I don't know if he's – he doesn't like vacuums. So no, they don't like that. I, I'm guessing the Roomba's okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> what, you know, another time I'll tell you a story about a Roomba, and maybe you heard this story. A gentleman was training his puppy. To ride it? No, it's like potty training him. In the middle of the night, the puppy had an accident and the Roomba rolled over it and it sprayed liquefied puppy shit. Oh. And it was awful. I mean, oh, did they video that? He, well, actually, it went kind of viral because he wrote the company and was like, hey, I've got this shit caked Roomba and I tried to like give it a bath in the bathtub and then I killed it. And the company was like, we feel so bad for you. Here's a free one. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You can't, you cannot literally make this shit up. <laughs> no, you can't. That's what this whole show has been about, right? <laughs> Truth and transparency. I, I love your messaging. This has been great. Um, yeah, I've had a blast. Well, listen, for the podcast piece, we should probably bring this to the end, and then I'll give you a proper goodbye off the video content because uh, I always like that run a little longer. But you, you've talked about so much, and to bring this back to the messaging of Sick Biz and who you really are and what you're standing for, um, I always have my, my, my honored guest co-host like yourself close the show out with some final words. So you've shared so much, um, and this is stuff that I put into the blog content you know, for the final words of the episode. But you know, what is... I guess the all-encompassing message that you're trying to leave behind here, like, is there a closing statement, quotes? I don't care, man. Like, whatever you want to close the show out with that helps people understand more about Hillary, sick biz, et cetera. Sum it all up. It's a company I created for you. It's a collaborative community of people to let you know that you're never alone. And we are working together with our entrepreneurs to build this company. That's why it's such a unique offering because it is not one CEO or founder saying, I'm going to do this. It is droves of people coming in and saying, I need this thing. I need this service support. I'm suffering over here. I need mindset help. I need financial help. I need help writing a business plan. This is your company. If you are a sick or chronically ill, uh, entrepreneur going through treatment or you're a disabled entrepreneur this is your company wow 
powerful messaging. I love that. And actually, real quick, as I close the show, hang tight, Hillary. I want to give you a proper goodbye off of the uh, podcast air. But again, just to share it again, guys, to the video feed, this is sickbiz.com. Make sure you follow her. Make sure you follow the site. If you know people that are living with a chronic condition, this definitely sounds like a resource for them. So uh, share. This is the power of sharing. This is when you want to be sharing. This is where you want to get people out there following. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. You got the website right here, sickbiz.com. Check her out. And obviously, stay tuned for the book launch in 2018. Exciting new news. So again, ladies and gentlemen, that's another powerful Live the Fuel show. Yes, we went a little long, but this happens all the time. So again, this is what we're all about. We're trying to keep reminding you guys to keep living the fired up epic life. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Happy New Year in 2018. Peace. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, Before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, More importantly, please subscribe to this show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher and get us the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com, livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7s resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I've built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle, and two, right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com, and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there, and you got a cool big V, Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, My nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, The Pure Vitamin Club Company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David 
D-A-V-I-D studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's I believe pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour or more importantly just go to fiverr like i did but if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering this is your guy so again guys i'll let you get back to your day thanks again for listening to live the fuel we'll talk to you guys again soon thank you for listening to live the fuel visit us at livethefuel.com stay connected on facebook twitter instagram and more at live the fuel live the fired up epic life hashtag live the fuel